may be seated. Thank you, Pastor. I think that was a setup. I need to tell you something tonight. First of all, honor to all of our guests, Brother Sister Cook and Andrew. It's good to see you all. I love your family so very much. And uh, and I was telling someone today, Bishop Bingham, I want to tell you something. Yesterday, I had the privilege of uh, being part of the memorial service for Rick Alberts. Now, most of you don't even know that name, but I called him Ricky during the service, and they kind of chuckled, but that's all I ever knew him was. I never knew he was Rick. He was Ricky. And... Uh, I told that family that was gathered there and friends that were gathered there for that memorial service, I said, Ricky and I have something in common because we had a pastor that instilled the Word of God in us in such a way that it didn't matter what else happened in our lives, we came full circle back to this apostolic truth. And Ricky Alberts died loving apostolic truth, loving the Pentecostal message. And I'm thankful that we have a bishop like Bishop Bingham that taught us the word of the Lord. Now, I don't want to weird anybody out tonight, but Pastor, I, uh, I thought this message that I'm going to preach tonight was for Wabash. Apparently it wasn't. But I got to tell you something. And again, I don't want to weird anybody out. I walked out of my RV this morning at 530. They just poured me a new concrete pad up there. It's very nice. Kind of has a little patio in the front of it. And I stepped out on that patio and I looked at the perimeter of that property, and there were dark spiritual beings that were hovering over that property. And I watched them as they would get to a certain place, and it was like they couldn't go any further. And God said, you tell my people as long as they walk upright before me and do my will, that the enemy shall not advance upon them. Hear me right now. The pastor just quoted it a while ago. Somebody quoted it to me, Brother Sid Orr quoted it to me after the service today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say there wouldn't be any weapons. But he did say there would be no advancing of those weapons. I've come to tell somebody on this Sunday night. God's got you. And he's got you in his sight. And he won't allow the enemy to come any further than he wants it to. Come on, somebody help me right now. Praise him. Ah! Satan, the blood of Jesus is 
shall not prevail. You shall not prevail. You can stand with me. So the Lord dropped this in my spirit after that little. I don't know if it's a confrontation or just a revelation. But the Lord dropped something in my spirit. And I want this church to hear me individually and collectively tonight. My message tonight is simply entitled The Crossroad. I've never preached this message before anywhere. And I want you to hear me right now. We are at a very critical, crucial time in the church. Individually and collectively, we're about to break into the realm of the supernatural and apostolic anointing. If we will do what God is calling us to do, we're at a crossroad. We can either make up our mind to do what God wants or we could go to the right or to the left and we can miss what is going to happen no matter what decision we make. God has something in mind for His church before He comes to get us. Jeremiah chapter 6. Thus saith the Lord, verse 16, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, And see, watch this now, and ask for the old paths where is the good way. And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. What a promise and an opportunity. But listen to their reply. But they said, We will not walk therein. Also I set watchmen over you saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore hear ye nations and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. I want to talk to you about the crossroad tonight. You may be seated. Jehovah, through his prophet Jeremiah, issued an invitation for the children of Israel to return to the old paths. He promised them rest for their souls if they would walk in it. Please hear me when I tell you tonight that my heart is burdened 
At times, I find myself almost feeling a sense of hopelessness when I consider what's taking place in our movement today. I know today, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the Bible speaks of there being in the last day a great falling away. I understand the prophetical uh, meaning of those things and what must happen. It is historical and it's happened before and I understand all of that. But I also understand tonight that God is bidding for the souls of His people to embrace the invitation uh, to return to the old paths, uh, to return to the ways uh, that will bring apostolic revival. It's not through compromise. It's not through changing uh, uh, our belief system. It's not through giving in here or giving in there. But God said... If you'll return to the old paths, you won't be frustrated anymore. You won't be wearied anymore. If you'll just give in to what I'm calling you to do, you're going to find rest for your soul like you'll find no other place. You would think that they would have wholeheartedly embraced that invitation. But the Bible records their shameful decision. Israel declared, we will not walk in it. And tonight, like Israel, the church, the church, Stands at a crossroad. Please hear your bishop tonight when I tell you. Individually and collectively tonight. We shall determine our destiny. Will we ask... For the old paths? Or will we turn to the left or the right and walk after our own counsel and judgments? Will we choose to be at ease in Zion? Or will we choose to walk the old path of sacrifice and consecration? We have within our means tonight the ability to release a revival of truth and healing that will bring multitudes into the kingdom of light in this final hour of the church age. But God never forces His will. We will choose our own destiny. Let me say it again. 
we will choose our own destiny to the Pentecostals of Anderson and every apostolic under the sound of my voice tonight. I want you to know that God is standing, waiting to pour out the last day outpouring upon a people that will not turn to the right or to the left, but will ask for the old paths, that will ask God give us old-fashioned apostolic revival restore unto us the things that brought to us the move of God that made us who we are it is you tonight Pentecostals that shall choose your own destiny Mom and dad, you can compromise with your children. Let them go where they want to go. Do what they want to do. Look at what they want to look at. Participate in what they want to participate in. Or you can take them to an altar somewhere and say, this is the way we live. We don't live to satisfy the flesh. We don't live to give our flesh its way. But we live a life of sacrifice and consecration unto the one true God. And if we will, He promises us that He will pour out His Spirit upon us. Be sure of this one thing tonight. He will build his church. Do you hear me? He will build his church. Now, we're at a crossroad tonight. We're at a crossroad. Because we got to make up our mind right now. We don't have a lot of time. There's just not a lot of time. I don't have time to preach prophecy and probably couldn't do it justice if I tried. But I'm telling you that the signs of the times are looking for a rapture and the judgment of God to fall upon this earth. And we are at a crossroad. Listen. I believe we have not seen our greatest revival. We have not seen our greatest miracles. Uh, We have not seen our greatest restoration. We have not seen our greatest healing. But somebody's got to make up your mind. I'm not interested in the right or the left. I've got my eyes set upon the old paths. I've made up my mind. If it worked for mama and it worked for daddy. If it worked for grandmama and granddaddy. It will work in the 21st century. It will bring a move of God that will turn a world upside down. You got to make up your mind. 
whether you'll be a part of it or not. That will be determined by our response to his invitation to return to the old paths. God once winked at sin. But now he commands all men to repent. We must repent of our self-will. We must repent of our pride. We must repent of our ambition. We must repent of our lack of zeal. Somebody hear me right now. I'm in the Holy Ghost. Lukewarm devotion. Our carnal desires. We must repent. God has set before us life and death. And he says, choose life. But whatever path we choose, we must do it with our whole heart. A returning to the old paths is a heart cry of the Lord in this hour. Please know I have no hidden agenda here tonight. I didn't preface or get permission to preach what I'm about to say in this place tonight. But I want this church to understand that you have been strategically placed where you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. When people ask me about the Anderson Church, I tell them this. It is supernatural what God is doing in that place. He's putting all of the pieces together. Watch me now. It's not so folks can say, well, look at Anderson. That's not it at all. But what God is doing is He has brought us to a crossroad. And we've got to make up our mind if we're going to move forward with where He wants this church to go. God has something that will blow your mind if you will return to the old path. Say, well, Bishop, our our pastor's pretty much old school. I'm not talking about that. I'm glad he's that way. I'm not talking about that tonight. Never have conditions been so favorable for his church like the present. Let us forget about ourselves. Let us forget about our desires and ambitions.
Let us lose our life and follow Him with a first love consecration. And then His church will be precious to Him. Hear the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Thus saith the Lord, I said indeed that thy house, the house of thy father, should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 7. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house and shall also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. And then I hear Jesus say, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, Please understand where God wants to take us tonight. God is speaking to this church to say, you are at a crossroad. And when you cross that road and you make the decision to follow after me, you are going to walk into the realm of the supernatural like you have never seen before. I will open doors unto you that no man can shut. I will let you walk in places that you've only talked about and heard about. But you must understand, you must walk through the crossroad and stay on the straight path. Don't let the influence of the world cause you to compromise. Don't let the influence of the world make you believe that this is not necessary. Return, the Bible said, ask, ask, ask for the old path. We got some folks in this church tonight. You remember what it was like when we carried people to the parking lot. Under the influence of the Holy Ghost. When we prayed. Not just an hour on a. Monday or a Thursday. But we prayed all night long. As the church. Say oh Bishop. We don't have that kind of time. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Where are your priorities tonight? 
What is it that you're pursuing? What is it that you're after? Is it another job? Is it more overtime? A few more dollars in the bank? Or do you want a move of God that will cause your drug addict son, your alcoholic daughter, your divorced children? Come on, somebody help me right here. That will cause your husband that wouldn't darken the doors of the church to fall under conviction and run to the altar Come on, somebody help me right here. It'll cause the backslider to make their way back to the house of God. It'll cause the prodigal to come home. When we begin uh, to walk the straight path, uh, the old path, God is going to move in a mighty way. When Israel came to Kadesh Barnea, she stood on the dividing line between light and darkness. Before her was a land of promise. Behind her was the darkness of the wilderness. There, on the edge of night, she must make a decision. Shall we jeopardize our lives by walking in the light? Or shall we turn back to the dark cover of the night? The Bible records her shameful decision. She turned back to the wilderness in an effort to save her life. Hear me right now. Thus saith the Lord through his prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 60 and 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy son shall come from far. Thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together. And thine heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, God stands poised right now just as he did in Isaiah's day to send us a great revival, a, a great harvest, a, a great outpouring of his spirit. You hear me? I'm talking about they're going to come from the north. They're going to come from the south. They're going to come from the east. They're going to come from the west. They're going to make their way to the house of the Lord. And it won't be a casual visit. When they come, they shall come to the glory of God. And they shall be converted. Hear me right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. God is getting ready to expand the borders of this assembly uh, like you have never seen before uh, because somebody 
individually and the church collectively makes up your mind at the crossroad of your future. You're not going to turn to the right or to the left, but you got your eyes and your heart laser focused upon the God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. I don't know if we understand really what Isaiah was saying. He said, I'm going to, in the midst of perverse darkness, I don't think we could be any more in any more of a perverted time. So I picked up my phone after church this morning. All of the major networks, their headline was Gay Pride Parade in New York City. Uh, Now, wait a minute, Bishop. God's kingdom includes everybody. It might include them like that when they come. But it won't leave them like that before they leave. Now, watch. You and I don't possess the ability to be able to convince them of that change. But we can, at the crossroad of the church, bring down the glory of God in such a way that every man, woman, and child that walks into the sanctuary will not be able to stand under the power of His glory and His anointing. You say, oh, preacher, I don't believe that. You listen to me. I'm telling you, if God would do it for the apostles, uh, He'll do it for the 21st century apostolic church. Uh, Somebody just got to make up your mind. I'm not going to try to do it some newfangled way. I'm not trying to look for a new path. I'm not trying to look for new answers. I've made up my mind. The answer to revival is to ask for the old paths. Watch this. I'm about done. Pretty excited about those tacos. Watch me here. I I, I know you all probably think I'm just blowing smoke because my name is St. Clair and so is his. But you remember this, I was here a long time before he was. And I'm telling you, if I know anything, there's not a more anointed man of God than your pastor. Now watch. Just, I, I'm going I'm to help you just a minute here. I'm going to help you just a minute. I'm telling you that he gets 
his brains beat out for what he stands for. You don't understand because you come in here and he steps to this pulpit and preaches to you under the anointing, but you don't know what he faces to preach, what he preaches, how he preaches it. Am I right, Brother Lang? I want somebody to hear me right now. There needs to be some people that rise out of the congregation that make up your mind. Pastor, I know we're at a crossroad. I know God's about to do something great. And pastor, I don't want to pull you to the right and I don't want to pull you to the left. Let's go through the crossroad together and see what's on the other side of the intersection. You be seated. Here we are. This is the condition of this generation. William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, quote, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. Salvation without regeneration. Politics without God. And heaven without hell. Unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, we are there. I said we are there. The move of God that is about to take place in North America alone is not about a song and it's not about a sermon. But it is about relationships. The Holy Ghost is calling. Oh, I know we use that scripture a lot. Trying to talk to folks about their holiness standard. Come out from among them and be you separate. As we well should. But it takes on bigger meaning today. Because there are those that are trying to identify with us that are not us. Come on now. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to stand in judgment. I'm just going to tell you, there's some folks that have veered from the old paths and there's still hope for them. There's still an opportunity for them. But they're going to have to ask again for the old path. We've got to get back to the old paths. We've got to get back to prayer, fasting, worship, and relationship. Amen. 
There is no way, no way that you can be in the presence of God and not be changed. Watch this. Watch this. Here we are, folks. And this is my last scripture, I promise. Here we are. Paul writes of the Thessalonians in chapter 2 and verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but at pleasure in unrighteousness. I know your pastor has told you this before. But the danger of this tonight is that delusion and revelation are so similar because they come from the same source. The difference in whether or not you're delusional or revelational is whether or not you love the truth more than you love unrighteousness. Come on, stand with me. Come on, help me right now, just a minute. I feel the Holy Ghost about to do something good in this place tonight. There's about to be a breaking in the Holy Ghost here. There is a scourge among us in the apostolic ranks. There is this mentality because men don't have the backbone to stand in a pulpit and require of their churches some things that are in the Word of God. But there is a scourge among us. And this is what they say. We're not interested in all of that exterior stuff. We just are interested in the essential doctrine. Pray tell me what doctrine isn't essential if it's in the Word of God. Who decides that? I'm going to tell you who decides it. It's those that are in love with truth or those that are in love with unrighteousness. And so tonight, you are at a crossroad. First Pentecostal Church, if you love truth, 
you're going to receive revelation. If you love unrighteousness, you're going to receive delusion. I wonder tonight, the Lord is calling, and I start or I end where I begin tonight. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. I believe this tonight. God is about to move us into a place in the Spirit because we've come to a crossroad tonight. Individually and collectively, God has sent a word into this building tonight in your hearing. And He's looking for people of God that will say, God, I choose your way. I choose your way. Not my way, not the lust of the flesh, not the pride of life, but I choose righteousness. I choose truth. I choose truth. I want you to lift your hands everywhere right now. It's your night. You're at a crossroad. You're at a crossroad. What are you going to do right now? Come on, would you call for the old paths? Would you call for the old paths? Would you ask right now? That's it, church. Give us the old paths. Let us return. Let us return. Oh, God, we want revival. We want a move of your spirit. We want what you have for this last day, church. Help us to love truth. 